It's been a great couple of weeks with uh, Vision Builders and Celebration Sunday and, and Vision Sunday. And Pastor John, he, he spoke about the vision of our church, which is transform lives. Uh, that's a modern way of saying uh, making disciples, really. We, we love to see lives transform. We love to make disciples. And making disciples is like from the time someone gives their heart to Jesus to uh, discovering the purpose that we were made for, that is the transforming a life. So this year, our theme for uh, our church is brilliant disciple makers. And, and in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So a disciple is uh, not born. Disciples are made. It says, go out and make disciples. Disciples are made. A disciple learns and then he teaches. A disciple learns by actually doing. And you might have studied something uh, like I did. I, I studied accounting. And while I was studying it, it was like, oh, that's so awesome. But until I got into the real world and started doing it, did I actually understand how things worked properly? So we can study something, but unless we do it and put it into practice, that's when things start to change. So disciples, and we call disciples, are fully immersed, fully surrendered followers of Jesus of all ages. And I think when I think of fully uh, immersed and fully surrendered, I think of uh, a word that I grew up with that my grandfather used to say to me if we were going to do a job, he would go, Teresa, don't do it half pie. And you think, like, so it's got nothing to do with half a pie that you eat. You might think, oh, like a half a pie, no, get a full pie, no, nothing to do with those sorts of pie. The word pie in Māori actually means good. Ka pie means good. So if someone said, kei te pēhe akwe, which means how are you, you'd say, kei te pie. So can I have a kei te pie? Oh, I think you better do that again. <laughs> Kate Pai. Oh, that's so good. You guys, oh my goodness. You're very good. So Kate Pai, so, so when you do something half pie, that's only half good. Oh. So he I would I, I would you know, whenever I was doing something, I always hear him and then, yeah, don't do it half pie. And it's not full pie either. It's just Kate Pai. Car pie. So to be fully immersed is not doing something half pie. To be fully surrendered is not surrendering half pie. It's not going half way. You might be here today and you don't actually have a relationship with God. I'm glad you're here. And a little bit later, I'll give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart. Uh, but let me just pray right now. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you're with us that you hear us. I thank you, Lord, that your word is living and powerful and alive. I thank you, Father, that today you'll reveal to us everything that we need to know. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we're talking about being fully immersed and fully surrendered. Years ago, I became a follower of Christ and I started trying to read the Bible. I say trying because I had this brand spanking new Bible and it was just I just couldn't do it. it. I'd open it. It was just so boring. I'm not kidding. It was difficult. Oh, it was like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I struggled. I really did. I'd never read the Bible before, and I thought, I don't see what, you know, 
everyone's all hyped up about because really, it's so boring. That's how I felt. <laughs> and, and I did. I had this new Bible and it just sat on my thing. And then one day, I woke up and I don't know whether I'd been dreaming or not, but I was speaking, man does not live by bread alone. Now, I've just told you, I've, I hadn't read the Bible. I was thinking, what a, what, how weird is that man does not live by bread alone? Who even talks like that? That's just silly. And, and, but this thing in my head was going, man does not live by bread alone. I'm thinking, that's so weird. And then, then I had this other thought, Maybe it's in the Bible, because <laughs> it's like pretty weird, that Bible thing. So I looked up in a concordance at that time. I, could, I should have Googled it now that I thought, think about it. Uh, but anyway, a concordance, which I'd only just learned what that was. You might be here and you think, what is that? I used to call it a, an accordion, actually, but it's actually a concordance. It's... It, some of you may have it at the back of your Bible. It's where you can look up specific words. So I looked up bread, and I was looking for, you know, man does not live by And there it was. In Matthew 4.4, it led me to. It says, man does not live, live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Whoa. What on earth? That's mind-blowing, right? Here I am waking up saying that. I had no clue, never read the Bible, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit has come upon me and, and started me off with this man does not live by bread alone thing I can't get out of my head. So I think, wow, that's amazing. It's in the Bible. But I still don't know what to do. Because I'm thinking, what does that even mean? But but I started to, so just that one scripture, I started to study that one scripture. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, if you want to live life to the fullest as God intended, I needed to listen to and pay attention to God's written word. That was crazy. And it started off things in me. That did. It started me thinking, oh my goodness. So my very first thing about how to be fully immersed and fully surrendered is first is to read the Bible. You might be even here thinking like, it's so boring. Well, now you know, it's not really. Like, uh, so that's how I started though. The Holy Spirit came to me and thought, whoa, that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read it. So what I did, I thought, well, how am I going to read the Bible? Because I, I don't know anything about it. So there was this little study group, a Bible study a class. I thought, well, I'm going to go to that. But it was on a Thursday night. Oh, my goodness. On Thursday night, I was doing Taekwondo at that time, and it was my black belt class. It was only on Thursday night. What do you do? Do I want to be half pie about this reading the Bible thing? Or do I want to be all in? So do you know what? It was easy. I gave up Taekwondo. Totally. Because I thought if I can't go to that class, well, it's just it's not going to work. So I gave it up to go to a Bible class so that I could sit there and look like an idiot because I didn't know how to read my Bible. But there's this new, this new Bible and they go, let's turn to one kings. I'm like... What on earth is that? I didn't even know that there were 66 separate Bible, uh, you know, books in the Bible. None of that. Didn't know anything. And I'm saying this so that you know it doesn't matter where you are. You can start. You can make a start. 
and the Holy Spirit will come and speak to you through his word. So in, in saying that, it was great for me at that time because I needed someone to help me uh, to, to learn how to read the Bible and to be accountable. And the person that was teaching, and I even told them that I thought that it was pretty boring and, and all that, and, and all these excited people, there was only 16 people in this class, but they were all excited. I was still like trying to find out where One Kings was. But anyway, at the end of that class, I did say to them, I, you know, that's, sometimes your brain leaves your head because I could have looked it up in the table of contents, but I forgot all about that sort of thing. But anyway, sometimes uh, I, said to, I went up to her afterwards and I said, look, you know, I'm finding this really difficult. I know you guys are all happy in that about it, but, like, but is, is, it a, is it a put on? Like, seriously, that's a, I was thinking, are they just putting it on? Because really, this is, this is like going to be, you know, this is, I don't even get it. And her advice to me, and this is my advice to you, if, you, if you, you, you don't have a daily habit of reading the Word, she just said, before you read your Bible, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and show you, reveal to you what you need to know today. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't read like the whole book of the Bible at the thing. Just read like a page or a chapter or a few verses. And she says, and then what happens? When something sticks out to you, just read that over and over and think about it and ask God to, to tell you, what does that mean? What does that mean? And uh, so that's what I did. And lo and behold, things started to happen. Changes happen. Oh, my goodness. Crazy things started to happen. If you need to learn how to read the Bible and you want to read the Bible with other people to get accountable, to learn more. We've got Bible College here and our next term starts on the 19th of July. And you can uh, let, either come and see me after the service or put your name down out at our next step zone outside there because it's exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love the word of God. I really do. In uh, John 15, 15 verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Abide means to stay, means to remain, means to continually receive, believe, and trust that Jesus is everything that you need. Abide in Jesus means abiding in his word, in the Bible, and having his word live in me. That has been the biggest change in my life. His word is alive in me. I prayed for us before that God's word is living and powerful. It is alive. The Bible is alive. And uh, like God's word, it can give you guidance. As we read the Bible, we can get revelation and wisdom for life, for relationships, for marriage, for family, for health, for money, for work, for business, everything. It's got it all. In Psalm 119, uh, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that scripture because it reminds me that God's word can tell me everything I need to know right now and give me direction for the future. He's a lamp to my feet where I am right now and a light to my path. He can tell me where I'm going. He can tell me my next step. A lot of the time, God won't tell you exactly where you're going because sometimes if he did, he'd just blow your mind. If he told me I was going to be up here speaking on a stage, I'd be like, whoa, 
oh, what's that about? I would have stopped reading that book. But, but, <laughs> but that's what happens, though. God, he'll show you your next step because he is good. So number one is read the Bible. I love the word of God. Okay, number two is journaling. I've been journaling since 2004. That's before some of you were even born. That's right. Uh, like, if you're watching online, like, you can put journal in the chat there. Come on. Journal. Do you know how to spell it? So in Habakkuk 2.2, it says, And the Lord answered me, write down the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. I mean, why? Why journal? I journal because I need to remember things. Because honestly, when I can get a scripture in the morning and forget it by 10 o'clock, I can, I can have a dream. If I don't write my dreams down as soon as I wake up, I've forgotten them by 10 o'clock. I don't know. I must have a memory like a sieve. I have no idea. But, but I need to write it down. Write it down. So I, I, I write down because, and I, I love to write it down because God reveals things to me while I'm writing it down. He, I write down all the breakthroughs that I've had. I write down uh, how God's brought me through tough times. I write down lots of different things. I've got a separate journal for my dreams. I write down my prophecies, even though I have them recorded on my phone. I like to write them down as well, because as I'm transcribing them, uh, God speaks to me. I just know it's, it's him. So this is my very first journal from 2004. I know it's still all together and everything. So uh, this is my first entry on Sunday, the 14th of November, 2004. Congratulations. First day of my journal. <laughs> Inspired by Chris Pringle on the 13th of the 11th, 2004 at a woman's celebration. So I heard Chris Pringle, Pastor Chris, speaking about journaling. I went on my way home, bought a journal. And that was my first journal entry. I mean, I would write heaps of things. I mean, I'd put little pictures in there. I know, isn't that cool? I, you know, I'm more creative than I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that, you just my prayers that I want, th like things that I'm praying for, for my kids, things that I'm praying for, for myself, things that I'm praying for, whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it in my journal because I want to know that when I get it, I know who's done it. God has helped me do it. That's right. So uh, one thing you can do when you're reading the Bible, back to the Bible now, is when you get that scripture that lights up to you, uh, you can do what we call a, a SOAP. SOAP is a method of Bible reading and journaling. S is for scripture. You read and let God, you know, let God speak to you, write your scripture down. O is for observation. What do you think God is saying to you in the scripture? What are you observing about the scripture? A is for application. Ask yourself, how does it apply to your life right now? You know, it might be an instruction, it might be encouragement, it might be revelation, it might be a new promise, it might be a correction, whatever it is, so that's your application. And P is prayer. You just say a simple prayer about that scripture at the end of it. So I've been doing soaps with my Bible uh, for many, many, many years. This, this is one of my soap They're all soaps. There's just different soaps on every day, different days. So I'm just going to read you just to give you an idea of what it is. It doesn't have, it can just, it doesn't have to be hard. It's about you. 
It's about what you're getting out of it. It's about what you're thinking. It's about what's, how it applies to your life. Not, you don't, it's not theology or anything like that. It's about you. So I'll give you an example here. This was on the 13th of the 5th, 2012. Whee! That's 10 years ago. So the scripture was in Proverbs 28.1. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. My observation was a bad conscience, and I've got brackets, sin makes us timid or cowards. The righteous are bold and not daunted whatever difficulties they meet. How does it apply to me? So I've got these, I've numbered a few things here. Refuse to live in fear. Uh, number two, uh, put setbacks behind me. Number three, don't make comparison of myself to others. Number four, be willing to take action. Face all things with boldness. Step out uh, in, the fear, uh, in the face of adversity. Uh, just do it. That's the prophet Nike said that. Just do it. So, so that's just an example. And then I just prayed. My prayer was that God would make me as bold as a lion, that he'd set me free from the things that I've done in the past, that I would be forgiven. Those, simple, just that. That's it. Over. But powerful. Because if you, you can read something, but nothing goes in. Have you ever read a book like that? Read, nothing goes in. So journaling is the key. Uh, I also at one time wanted to buy some new furniture, just so that you know. <laughs> I wanted to buy some new furniture and I didn't have the money to do it. So I prayed for a breakthrough and I journaled it. I was praying for a breakthrough. I knew how much it was gonna cost. It was gonna cost $17,000. Now that was nothing short of a miracle because my bank balance was $200. <laughs> so it was not possible and it was out of reach. But then, not long after that, probably two weeks after that, in my Bible reading, I read in Psalm 35, 27 said, let the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his, of his servant. See, I was going to say of Teresa because I, what I did, I changed it to me. Let the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of Teresa. I thought, let the Lord be magnified. So I'm thinking, wow, that could have to do with my furniture and everything. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of my furniture for Teresa. Yes. Do you see? How amazing is the Word of God? Do you, it's, it's, I'm taking that. That's my scripture. God spoke to me. I'm believing. Then I had a dream. And I knew it was God because in this dream, I was at, a, at my computer at home and I signed into my bank account and the bank balance was $20,487. Wow. We already, I'd already told you what my bank balance was. I mean, wow, that was a good dream. I woke up, I'm like, whoa, this is God. I'm writing this down. I journaled that, journaled that. So I woke up, wrote it down. My bank balance wasn't 200. It was a little bit more. It's probably around about 2,000, but still a long shot from 20. All right. So, but do you know, even though uh, everything was the same in reality, something changed on the inside of me because I didn't just believe it with my head now, I didn't move to my heart. I thought, God wants this for me. He's going to do this for me. And two weeks later, I got these tax returns that had to be redone for two years and got an $18,000 return. I opened my bank account and the balance was $20,487. Yeah, come on, give Jesus a hand. Isn't that cool? But do you know, if I hadn't written any of that down, 
I wouldn't have even known. Do you see how powerful it is? It's powerful when you write it down. I mean, you can't tell me you had a breakthrough and you can't even remember about it. Like, you write it down. It is worth it. Because then I got my furniture and I'm like praising God. Thank you, God, for my furniture. Thank you, God, that you do delight in my prosperity. All those things are journaled. I journaled them. So journal. That's my point right there. Journal. It is worth it. You will love it. It will light up for you. It just makes me hungry for the Word of God. When I get something from God, I'm writing it down because I can't wait to see it happen. I'm putting it into action. The third thing is, so we had read the Bible, journal, and the third thing is simply seek God. Be hungry for the things of God. I'm hungry for the things of God. I love it. I love being in church. I love being in prayer meetings. I love meeting in groups. I just love being around you guys. I just love it because when, when I'm around you and, and who you're around is so important, it just helps me to feel like and know God more. Seeking is an action word. So chase after God. And, you know, you can do that. Uh, next week, you might have heard, we uh, have 21 days of prayer and fasting. Boy, that was pretty quiet, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeehaw! But do you know what happens when you pray and fast? Oh, when you pray and fast, was that what, you, some, some smart people down there, you get hungry? Is that what, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, but you get hungry for God. Yeah, you do. What happens when you pray and fast? It like takes all the distractions out of your head, out of your mind, out of your heart. I know when I fast, and I've fasted many times, uh, it's not like I love it, but I do love the effects of a fast. I hear God clearer. I dream more. I journal more. I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited about my life. I'm excited about my children's life. I'm excited about my church life. I'm excited about, I just get excited. That's what happens. It gives you a passion. When you fast and when you pray, what are you believing for? Next week, we're starting. What is it that you're going to believe for during the fast? What are you going to fast? You've got a week to think about it. And, you know, you might think, oh, I'm going to give up uh, social media. Like to me, social media doesn't mean anything to me. So if it doesn't mean anything to me, it probably doesn't mean anything to God either for me. It might be for you though, because if you're attached to it, then you might need to let it go. But regardless of what you let go, whether it's uh, entertainment or, or uh, social media, make sure that you fast food, some sort of food. It might be a meal or it might be coffee. Oh, all the coffee people are like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. And if you are going to fast coffee, like probably you ought to wean yourself of it this week because I hear there can be headaches. Not that I, not that I know about that because I'm not a coffee drinker, but I am going to miss my popcorn because I love popcorn. Do you know, and, and I'm going to miss steak because I love steak. Oh, there, there are things. So it's like giving up something that you love for 21 days for someone you love more. Come on, it's worth it. God will speak to you. We are gonna see breakthroughs during this fast. You are gonna things, see things move and change in your life, spiritually, emotionally, physically. We're gonna see healings 
in Jesus' name. So be a part of that. It starts next Monday, not this Monday, 4th of July to the 24th. Prayer meetings will be in here in the auditorium. Uh, Monday to Friday during those 21 days. So we'll be here praying at 6 8, uh, 6.15. 6.15 to 7am. Amen. <laughs> See, I'm already getting in the prayer zone. 7 amen. <laughs> 7 am. <laughs> oh, that cracks me up. Anyway, 6.15, Monday to Friday, 21 days. All right, let's, let's be here and let's pray. Let me pray for you. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you. We love you. I thank you. We're passionate about you. I thank you, Lord. We hunger and thirst after you. I thank you, Lord, that your word says, those blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Lord, right now, I'm asking that you would fill us. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us. We surrender to you fully. We want to be fully immersed in you. Lord, I thank you that today on the inside, you've spoken to us. You've given us a scripture or you've given us a desire to read the word of God, to journal, to seek after you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that we'll be diligent in that. I thank you, Father, that you are a good, good God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, bless you people.